Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Your use of language has altered since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall I say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you and so forth. You mean the profanity? Yes. That's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays any attention to you unless you swear every other word. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you got your news from a shirtless, sweaty, fat man shouting into a microphone, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, May 26, 2017, me and Mr. Jones edition of the show where we talk about the nut job in chief, one Mr. Alex Jones of InfoWars. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by The Association. Our business is none of your goddamn business. We're the faceless men in the room who make decisions. We are the they and muttered rumors. We are the masters of culture, deciding what you will watch on television, listen to, and music this year. We are the keepers of secrets you suspect are true, but cannot imagine actually are. We are the association. And we're sustained by the donations of listeners just like you. Donate now by texting hashtag New World Order to 666-6666, standard messaging rates apply, and receive a free association tote bag or coffee mug with your donation of $20 or more. The association. We control everything, but not without your help. Oh my gosh, so trendy. Uh, uh, uh. And we're gonna get cunning, gonna get cunning. And you can tell they're government operatives. They've got like evil in their eyes, you know, hardcore. I mean, their real spirit is. Murder us! Invasion force! Release us! But on the surface. To feel what the children are feeling. God Almighty. <laughs> Folks, we gotta we gotta get good people to stand up against these people. <sighs> I probably shouldn't even have done this radio show today. I love it! They're weak! And the minute we reveal them, their destruction begins! It's confession time. I love a good conspiracy theory. The darker, the spookier, the more outlandish, the better. Tell me that a cult of reptilian worshippers has infiltrated the Disney Corporation and are inserting subliminal sex commands into Frozen on Ice, and I am down that rabbit hole for hours. I cannot. Let it go, let it go. This is perfectly understandable. I'm an American, and we love conspiracy theories. 
I mean, our entire country was founded by the Bavarian Illuminati, who replaced George Washington with a double after the revolution. You probably didn't know that. Roswell, the Kennedy assassination, the moon landing, the face on Mars, and of course, endless iterations of the 9-11 theories. We churn out conspiracy like we used to churn out physical products for sale around the world right up until the time the New World Order decimated American manufacturing. I cannot get enough of the secrets behind the smoke and the mirrors of power, but I don't believe a fucking word of them. In a 2015 study, the Washington Post found that 50% of Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. This should not surprise anyone since 80% of Americans believe that angels are real. What is all this shit about angels? Have you heard this? Yeah, three out of four people now believe in angels. What are you, fucking stupid? As has been demonstrated, George. Like believing in angels, 75% of believing in conspiracy theories is basically harmless. It's a goofy thing you think of, like, oh yeah, the, the CIA totally murdered Kennedy, or uh, the government has dead aliens in a Nevada freezer. You just believe that shit in the back of your mind and talk about it over friends when you're drinking one night. FYI, dead alien storage vault, not in Nevada, people. It's in Ohio at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Keep your theories straight. So long as you aren't carefully crafting aluminum foil hats for you and your children, it's fine. Believe whatever you want. But a certain subset of Americans do what Americans so often do. Take a goofy-ass idea and turn it into their fucking ethos, the driving force of their lives. Instead of just believing that there is a dead alien storage facility, they need to find it so they can prove to everyone they know the truth about dead alien storage. We call these people conspiracy theorists, or more accurately, complete fucking nut jobs. I mean, these folks have always existed, though prior to the advent of the internet, they were largely confined to walking around their hometowns wearing a sandwich board, proclaiming the end times were at hand. And everyone just ignored Crazy Charlie, and Crazy Charlie was content to spend his evening shouting at the back wall of City Hall. Very few managed to ascend the ladder of media. Those that did usually were in a late-night cable access or radio shows where they could babble at their audience from the relative obscurity of their homes and provide entertainment for stoners in the wee hours of the morning. Did you ever see the back of a $20 bill, man? No, I don't know, yo. Did you ever see the back of a $20 bill on weed? Oh, there's some weird shit in there, man. There's a dude sitting in the bushes, man. Does he have a gun? I don't know, man. Red team go! Red team go! In 1984, though, a hero arose on the airwaves who would not only listen to your crazy-ass theories, but help you find other people who also believed in your crazy-ass theories. His name was Art Bell, and he was the host of Coast to Coast AM. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening and or good morning wherever you may be across this great land of ours. From the Tahitian and Hawaiian Islands in the west, nestled in the warm trade winds of the Pacific, eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, with their own soft winds, south into South America, north all the way to the pole, and worldwide on the internet. And by the way, hello to my friends down at the Antarctic, at McMurdo. 
This is Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell, and it's great to be here tonight. We are going to talk tonight about one of my favorite topics in the world. Maybe my favorite, actually. Time travel. Fucking loved Art Bell. God, he got me through so many midnight shifts. Just sitting there at three in the morning, listening to him fucking listen, talk to some whack job in Indiana about his alien rectal probe. Oh, you cannot get entertainment like that anymore. I never fully bought that Art bought the weird shit he was hearing from his guests and callers, but he always acted like he did. That was enough for them. Coast to Coast was a staple of late night AM radio in the years leading up to the internet and in the early years of the internet, and Art was there to grant you the gift of conspiracies covering the gamut of everything you could have a conspiracy about. It was like the X-Files live every night with special guest stars. That was until 1997 when one of the quaint little theories Art put across the air led to 39 people committing suicide when they thought they were ascending to a spaceship that one of Bell's guests said was following the Hale-Bob comet. You, uh, you might remember that little Heaven's Gate thing. Now, Art Bell said correctly that what happened wasn't his fault, and it wasn't. They were fucking whack jobs. But it was a pretty good demonstration of the power conspiracy theories can have over people. Stupid people. BT Dubs, Coast to Coast AM continues with different hosts, and Art currently resides in the Philippines. He has not, to my knowledge, currently been taken out by the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Around the same time as Heaven's Gate, coincidence? I think not. The internet began to take off and Conspiracy Nuts found an online community larger and more pervasive than any radio show could ever hope to achieve. Even Paul Harvey. Now you know the rest of the story. Also around that time, a fella by the name of Alex Jones started at a little TV show on Austin, Texas Public Access. Coincidence? I think not. He jumped into radio and was quickly syndicated around the country with his incendiary right-wing rhetoric and conspiracy-tinged politics. He would collide with the online idiot community fairly quickly in the form of a website called InfoWars, the leading purveyor of utter bullshit on the internet, and that's saying something. Between his radio show and his websites and streaming video news channel, Alex is a Lord High Nutfucker, King of the Idiots, and gesture to the court of Trump. He is a magnificent hate monger and peddler of fantasy in a way that none since fucking Goebbels has achieved in history. You know, you've made it to the top of the nut job heap when you got your own fucking page of the Southern Poverty Law Center site. Looks like There's so much to work with here, I don't even know where to begin. If there's a simple-minded fuck who believes in an anti-government conspiracy theory alive today, he's probably heard it on Alex Jones. But uh, I guess if I needed to start, I would have to... Go back to the beginning. Much of this research I gleaned came from an excellent profile on Crazy Eyes Alex from Charlie Warzel in BuzzFeed. The show, it's in the show notes. Jones came out of that particular morass of Austin, Texas, where liberals flee their redneck parents if they don't have the balls to actually leave the state. His early rants were staples of 90s paranoia conservative culture, Ruby Ridge, Waco, government gonna get your guns. But then he dove headfirst to the shallow end of an empty dirt pool with the Oklahoma City bombing claiming it was a government inside job. 
which he still claims today. He's a natural bullshitter. Jones could pull off something your humble podcast host would happily sell his soul or testicles to the cabal of gray aliens that runs Fast Eddie's podcast hut for just a tenth of the ability to rant cold and extemporaneously. Listen to Jones and realize that this is pure, unscripted feces flowing like oil from the broken Dakota Access Pipeline. Just men in black uniforms grabbing a 55-year-old, uh, you know, woman just choking her. You're going to learn who we are. You're going to learn to submit. The foreign bankers have given us unlimited power, and we're going to rule you. This is our country. Ah, you're here. We're going to feed on your ass. And the cops just drink fluoride water. Oh, they take their kids and just shoot them up with mercury. And the kids become autistic. The cops don't care. They're, I'm going to the tech bar. I don't care if my kids' brain damage. And they drink whiskey and wreck and kill everybody in Austin. And then when they wreck and kill themselves, the cops then go and SWAT team the bar owners that sold them too much whiskey. It's your fault you sold too much whiskey to a god. His other great talent is common, but no less useful for a man like Jones. He's an asshole. From the BuzzFeed piece, quote, Others who knew him at this time remembered Jones as a volatile, easily bruised, and prone to vengeance. One associate recalled Jones as tearing down a bulletin board memo from fellow station producers who'd criticized one of his more controversial segments. And an Austin Chronicle article from the July of 2000 cites multiple public access producers who claim that, that Jones had both used the Austin Cable public access policy and legal maneuvers to intimidate them or get them thrown off the air. By 1999, this particular brand of asshole and his utter obsession with conspiracy got him fired from his terrestrial radio gig, and even though his show was pulling great ratings, it didn't matter. So Jones did what one does when a commercial radio boots your ass off the door. I hope this isn't about your podcast again. No, 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 no. This was pre-podcast, so he dropped an ISDN line to his house and syndicated his shows directly to radio stations. Wait, Gavin? He, we can do that? Oh, I see. Yeah, good point. People actually listen to his show. Good point. All right. By 2001, he was syndicated on over 100 radio stations and climbing in the ratings. By 2010, the last available stats that I could find, his radio show was pulling 2 million listeners a week. And this was without the InfoWars website. Infowars.com is the home of Alex Jones, the platform of his streaming video news shows, and the base of operations for everything the government doesn't want you to know. The site logs nearly 6 million unique visitors a month. For contrast, let's use a real news organization, the Washington Post, gets 70 million more unique visitors a month in Infowars. So there's a small ray of hope in the gloomy-ass cloud. Still, InfoWars has an outside impact for its weight. The site is a feeder for much of the right-wing rage machine, providing the raw, pulsing anger in the form of wildly inaccurate stories and blatant lies, which are subsequently consumed and vomited into the mouths of Breitbart readers and Fox News watchers. But not in the wholesome baby bird way. It's more like two girls in one cup. That's disgusting! You think so? Try reading InfoWars sometime. Oh, and by the way, InfoWars was granted press credentials to the White House press room because the throbbing tangerine herpes blister is a big fan of Alex Jones, apparently. Jones 
claims to advise Trump during his campaign, but keep in mind that everything that comes out of Alex Jones's mouth is either a lie or, at best, a delusion. There's no doubt, however, that Trump appeared on Jones's show and has parroted talking points plucked directly from the pages of InfoWars. But most important of all, InfoWars allows Jones to skip over the pesky need for advertisers. You know, the people that took down O'Reilly, or they're about to take down Hannity. Because <laughs> advertisers won't touch Alex Jones. Not most of them, anyway. According to the BuzzFeed article, InfoWars makes a shit ton of money for Alex on the sort of things very stupid people buy because they think it will save them from, I don't know, a zombie apocalypse or something. Snake oil is Alex Jones's true business model. And at the moment, business is good. Vitamin supplements of questionable efficacy, iodine supplements in the event of nuclear attack, and I shit you not, anti-fluoride toothpaste to combat the theft of your vital essence. Do you realize that fluoridation is the most monstrously conceived and dangerous communist plot we have ever had to face? Oh, and if you find your stamina lacking... Why, you can even purchase a little something of the InfoWars store to uh, perk you up. Let you uh, rise to the occasion. Because I imagine most of the fellas consuming this drivel cannot get hard for anything less than the drawing of an M1 Abrams tank crushing the skull of a Muslim trying to write the light of an American flag on fire. So, you know, they probably need all the help they can get. Is Alex Jones a huckster? A con man running a game to get rich? Is he a true believer? In other words, an actual madman who honestly thinks his conspiracy theories are correct? Is he a patriot speaking truth to power? I don't know. It's possible. He thinks he's all three. He reminds me a lot of a Catholic priest in 1926 who took to the radio in Detroit after the Ku Klux Klan burnt crosses on the grounds of his church. His fiery oratory landed him on CBS radio and garnered a national audience. He preached against extremism in all forms, communist and capitalist. And though he hated communism, largely because of his atheistic bent, and you know, the Jews, more on that in a moment, Father, John, Father Charles Coughlin, because that was his name, was, went from, was let go from CBS because he would not allow his scripts to be vetted. So you know what he did? He raised some money, and he dropped a direct line from his studios and syndicated his own shows. Sound familiar? He supported Roosevelt during his first run for office, and he used his electronic pulpit to urge his listeners to vote Democrat, but then he turned ven venomously against him when FDR's reforms appeared to be more and more socialist. Coughlin dro dove deep into politics, just like our hero Alex today. And he became the enemy of the powerful. I mean, none other than Joe Kennedy, patriarch of the preeminent, preeminent political family of America, tried to quiet him down and failed. Even the Vatican could not get him to shut up. And this was before he went off the deep end in the run-up to World War II. The property of German citizen Jews was not confiscated by the government, although a few synagogues and stores were destroyed by mob violence. The children of German citizen Jews were permitted to attend public schools with other children. 
The German citizen Jewish bankers pursued their business as usual. The German citizen rabbis were permitted the practice of their rights, although recently some of their synagogues have been raised. Until this hour, however, no German citizen Jew has been martyred for his religion by government order, although restrictions were placed upon Jewish professional men. While it is true that foreign citizen Jews resident in Germany were disparaged, were expelled, it is likewise true that many social impediments were placed in the pathway of Catholics and Protestants by the Nazi government. Impediments which are revolting to our American concepts of liberty. But despite all this, official Germany has not yet resorted to the guillotine, to the machine gun, to the kerosene-drenched pit as instruments of reprisal against Jew or Gentile. I mean, good old father Charlie introduced the hate favorite to America, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which is still quoted today by neo-Nazis and white power groups, even though it was some patent bullshit made up by the Russians to inspire progroms. Damn, Russia be hating for generations. Coughlin's anti-Semitic rants and deep isolationism influenced a lot of gullible people and drove the push to stay out of the war, along with a lot of other peoples like Charles Lindbergh. Eventually, even Father Coughlin went too far, and his stations began to drop him one after the other. He finished his days where he started as a Paris priest in Detroit. But for a decade, his blazing rhetoric, conspiratorial thinking, and vehement hate speech swayed millions of Americans towards, if not sympathy for the Nazis, at least a winking ignorance towards their villainy. Can you imagine if he just had a website? And Coughlin never said he was the leader of the movement. He was just an American, a patriot speaking his peace. And if others agreed, well, that just meant they were the smart folks. But he was part of a movement only tangentially, a movement with a name you might recognize, the America First Committee. The America First folks believed that for varying reasons, Americans should stay out of the another European war, which was fine on its face, but they were overtaken by a paranoia and conspiracy thinking, and their most visible leaders openly embraced Germany if they never quite came to the point of calling for Nazism in America. But Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, hero of the aviation, came really damn close. Henry Ford, another America firster, was more than a little enamored of the Nazis when it came to all things Jew-related, including the Coughlin line of thought about the international cabals controlling all the money, which was a big thing. Apparently, apparently Father Charlie and the American firsters all believed that the Jews were in charge of everything. Coughlin wasn't the source of any of this, though. It was already out there, but he gave it a voice. He gave other believers credibility by parroting the conspiracy tens bullshit so long past behind the curtains. And that is the danger from men like Father Charles and Alex Jones. They allow idiots to think they are incredibly crazy fuck-tune dingle shits. And for those that consider Jones in the same way as one might view professional wrestling, oh, it's fake, everyone knows it's fake, but we can enjoy it anyway. I just want to say that while I'm no fan of professional wrestling, 
I'm fully certain it has never endorsed some of the just vile things that have shat out of Jones's mouth, like the Sandy Hook shooting, where 26 and 7-year-old children and their teachers were gunned down in their classrooms by saying it was staged by the government and then denied claiming that while simultaneously putting forth more lies about the incident. The Orlando nightclub shooting, according to Jones, was also a false flag. I could do an hour-long show on the things from 9-11 to the Manchester bombing that Jones claimed never happened or were actually perpetrated by the government. He personally promulgated the entire Pizzagate bullshit where a child sex ring was ran from a non-existent basement at a DC pizza joint. Hey, Alex, maybe there was an extra-dimensional space in there. Why not go the distance, you daft fuck? You might remember that resulted in an idiot showing up with a gun to, quote, investigate, unquote, where he fired off around while people were eating. He ran with the Seth Rich murder story that inspired this rage-filled rant, alleging that the Clintons murdered a DNC staffer to cover up his leak of the DNC emails, which the Russians actually did. Jones has gotten a lot of mileage out of the Clintons killing people, which just proves the Clintons never killed anyone because they would have killed him first. And that spurred other right dirt media, including the moron-in-chief Sean Hannity, to drag the family of a murdered man through the mud with his trying to solve the case. It took the family of Seth Rich, the guy that was murdered in a random act of violence, pleading with him the family of a murder victim publicly pleading with these right-wing shit skids to stop and get them to leave it alone and while i very much doubt that Infowars will heed the request maybe sean hannity will or he'll get fucking fired because fox's sponsors will drop him that is not a conspiracy theory that is a very real torture of innocent people See, that's what Alex Jones would sound like if he was a liberal and had a soul. Media Matter has 104 actual headlines from InfoWars. They're the show notes and all manner of horrifying stories filled with outright lies and propaganda that hurt real people. Victims of horrific crimes who suffer each time they are dredged up and ran through the derposphere for the fuck shits to score political points against liberals. This is not some deranged idea that a secret cabal of sinister elites are using airplanes to spray chemicals into the atmosphere that's going to make you gay. That would never work. would never work. Because if they were, we would all be fabulous. It's not claiming a black man with an unusual name was born in Kenya and is a Muslim because you're scared of black men and Muslims. That would never work either because Obama was awesome. It's not claiming there's a super secret base in Nevada where the United Nations has a space fleet of alien ships that will enforce the New World Order on hapless rednecks via, via repeated anal probing. Actually, that, that's actually true, by the way. So you should just bend over, grab your ankles, and put your ass up in the air because we're coming. No, what that is, it's a cold, calculated manipulation of angry, disaffected, and ignorant people to instill fear and resentment for political gain and personal profit. 
It is using very real murders, terrorist attacks, and acts of war to inspire acts of revenge and retribution on a minority who had nothing to do with those acts in the first place. It's Father Charles Coughlin railing against communist Jew conspiracy and at a scale Father Coughlin could never dream about. It hurts real people. It destroys lives and undermines our society through those lies. What Alex Jones does is not illegal because we have a First Amendment, but it's utterly immoral, repugnant, and it makes him a human piece of shit with his shirt off shouting 1776. And if Jefferson, Adams, or Washington were alive today, well, they'd probably have him burned as a witch because he's a fucking crazy motherfucker, but they would definitely have him dragged off and locked up as a danger to himself and society. But most likely, they would have him burned as a witch. I know you're a witch, and you can see the future. In a nation where half the people believe in some bullshit story because they lack the critical thinking skills to see a festering turd presented on a silver serving dish for what it is, men like Alex Jones will always exist. In fact, they've always existed. They're the cockroaches feeding off the detritus of modern civilization, feasting off the filth of ignorance deposited in the wake of our failing schools and modern clickbait media. They exist as a byproduct of the human mind, the part of us that fears the different, the foreign, the unexplored. They are the dragons of tiny intellect who hoard the treasure of stupidity, and we sacrifice mind virgins to the reality because they are unwilling to examine the harsh facts of life in the modern world. It is easier to believe in some great conspiracy that accepts the re uh, than accept the reality of being small, insignificant, or unimportant in the world. Better to think there is a nebulous they out there who are set against you, succeeding, than admit that you're not very bright, you don't try very hard, and you're never going to amount to anything because of the previous two truths. Much better to listen to the priest of lies who provides you the secret knowledge and that, that can make you important. That can make you powerful. Well, allow me to reveal the ultimate truth, the overarching conspiracy that dominates all of human history. Are you ready? It's true. There are cabals of men in power who use lies to keep you in place. They were once called your chief or your headman, or and then they were kings. But the world changed, and they were no longer monarchs. They were just the rich, the powerful, the influential. Today, we are called them CEOs or media moguls, and they control everything. And you will never be a part of their cabal. No matter how hard you work, and there is not a goddamn thing you can really do about it. But that's not some crazy conspiracy. That's just how the fucking world works. Rich people run shit. Poor people want to be rich. Every so often, they open up one slot to let one or two of the plebes in just to keep the rest believing in the dream. There. You feel better now? So turn off, Alex Jones. Stop listening to the peddlers of bullshit who want you to fear the other. Nothing they say will help you. You know what can help you? Think, you goddamn moron. Question everything. Even your humble podcast host. I mean, it's possible I'm a pawn of the corporate oligarchy. A Soros-funded agitator. You know, if I'm a Soros-funded ag agitator, 
he should completely be saying. I think I'd like my money back. You could go and vote your own best interest instead of what the man on TV tells you to, or the man on the pod machine for that matter. We can never truly destroy the moneyed interest around the world, but we can check them, push them back, because in the end, there are a lot more of us than there are of them. It's happened before in history. Ask the uh, French nobility how that worked out for them. It uh, happened with beheadings. In the 1930s here in America, when the New Deal lifted the common people up of America, there were not so many beheadings, but, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that it was... This is straight-up communism. It was not. It was democratic socialism. I'm sure you've heard that somewhere from someone before. I'm not talking about the Bolshevik Revolution, but what we've done over and over again in America. Pause, reflect, repair, and push forward. It starts when people have had so much bullshit, they can't take it anymore, and finally decide to stop listening to the hucksters and the frauds and do something for themselves. That's the moment that scares the shit out of people like Alex Jones and especially Donald Trump. When the people decide they are no longer entertained by their lies and chuck these oligarchic motherfuckers out on their asses and into the dustbin of history. So, uh, I just gotta ask America, how much longer will it take you to stop fucking believing the bullshit and get your ass to sweeping? That is it for our show this week. There's so many secrets we want to tell you. Like how Gavin knows a guy who has irrefutable proof that the best comedian ever, Bill Hicks, faked his own death and is, in fact, Alex Jones. That's an actual conspiracy theory out there. I swear, it's in the show notes. And that is one theory that just for some reason infuriates fucking Alex Jones. So you should repeat it everywhere. But I kind of think Bill Hicks, if he were alive today, would enjoy the irony of it. I personally have knowledge that George Carlin is not dead, but was in fact an extra-dimensional entity whose time on Earth was an attempt by our future selves to save our species from stupidity. Fairly sure George failed. There are those who say that rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcast, because apparently iTunes is not a thing anymore, I blame the United Nations, will help others find the truth behind the lies of the corporate media. For definitive evidence that JFK was not assassinated, but is currently living as a woman in Tucumcari, New Mexico, follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. All of the facts about Donald Trump actually being Andy Kaufman are at the show name on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, the truth is out there, Dave Bledsoe and producer Spooky Gavin Mulder and all the other fictional X-Files agents out there. We want to say that me and Mr. Jones, we got a thing. Going on We both know That it's wrong But this thing It's way too strong To let it go now We'll see you all Next week
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.